Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. 720 WGN, I'm John Landecker. Thanks for tuning in. It's eight minutes after eight o'clock. So I'm reading an article today in the, uh, um, where am I reading the article? In, um, about ranked choice, okay, in the block club. Thank you. And ranked choice voting in the block club. And I've been following this concept for a while. And that was just a short clip of a video link that the block club put up trying to explain what ranked choice voting is in terms of people ordering food. Um, That's just a very short part of the video explanation. And to help us with further explaining what the whole idea behind ranked choice voting is, is Gary Schatz, who's the Speaker Bureau Deputy Lead for Fair Fair Vote Illinois, uh, Gary, thank you for coming on WGN this evening. John, thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, my pleasure. I've been following the ranked choice voting idea for a while now. Um, it's been around, um, but not this close to Chicago, I don't think, until Alderman Matt Martin introduced a resolution to the city council last week calling for a hearing to discuss it. Can you explain this? I I've gone over it multiple times in my head, and I think I get the I get the basic idea, but I don't quite grasp yet the entirety of it. Sure, and I, I think it's helpful if you think about uh, an election, and let's talk right. specifically about a primary election because so many right. of our primaries have three, four, five, six. If it's a presidential primary early on, it can have up to twenty people sometimes. Uh, running for it. Or in the city of Chicago, uh, the last mayoral election, there were 13 people on the ballot. And so if you think about how we elect our officials right now, for, for actually the city of Chicago is a, is a perfect example, because uh, right now Chicago does a runoff election. So if no one gets the majority and with 13 people on the ballot, who, who could get in a majority? It's impossible to get a majority. So the top two vote getters, do a runoff there, and then it's just the two of them. So by default, when you have two people running, you will automatically get a majority. Somebody will win with a majority of votes. But we think we're electing our candidates with majorities. But the reality is in that mayoral election, with Tony, when Tony Preckwinkle and Lori Lightfoot won, they were the top two candidates, neither of them cracked 20% of the vote. So if you think about it, what that actually means is 80%, an overwhelming majority, didn't want either of them. Now, those 80% split their vote. They spread it out amongst a bunch of other candidates, and so no one else got more than either of, they, either of them did. But we talk about majorities, and majority, you know, we talk about democracy, we talk about majorities winning, but we're constantly electing our officials without majorities, we're, especially in primaries. We're nominating them without majorities. When Governor Pritzker was running uh, against Bruce Rauner, he won the Democratic primary, he didn't have a majority. When Bruce Rauner was running uh, against Pat Quinn, he didn't have a majority. So we're, we're under this illusion that majorities are electing our officials, and it's often not. It's what we call a plurality, the most votes, but not the majority of votes. And so what ranked choice voting does is it makes it 
more accurate to say that this candidate who wins has the majority of preferred support. And so uh, that's sort of a way to think about it. it. It helped me when I started to get involved. It never occurred to me that the person with the most votes doesn't necessarily have the majority of votes. And that's part of the reason, even though it, it federally the, the Congress has a lower than 20 percent approval rating and yet a higher than 90 percent incumbency rate. We don't think they do a good job. And yet we keep electing them over and over and over again. Something is broken. And this is part of that system that's broken. So the system, as I understand it, this ranked choice voting, you as a voter select more than one candidate on the initial ballot. Is that correct? That is correct. And there is only there's still only one ballot. But right. You will rank those candidates in the order in which you would prefer them. Now, so would that imagine mean, if you want so, to. I mean, oh, sorry, that go mean, no, I mean, would that be so? so there's 19 people running for. I believe there's 19 candidates for Chicago mayor this year. So would, would that mean you would make 19 choices? You could. You, you, we would love it if you did. That may be uh, a, a I mean, small mountain to climb. In, you don't in, have in, to. No, in order of your you know priorities. Here's the one I like the best. For here's sure. second place, third place, and so on. Yes, if I, I want Paul, I want Paul Vallis to be mayor. But if I can't have Paul Vallis. Right. I want Chuy Garcia. If I can't have Chuy Garcia, then I want gotcha. Mayor Lightfoot. If I can't right, have Mayor right, Lightfoot, right. and, and so on and so forth. Right. Yes, that is how you do it. And then what happens, Everybody, we're assuming everybody does that. And after everybody puts in their ballot, and to be, to be clear, you don't have to rank everybody. You actually don't have to rank anybody. You can still vote for one candidate if you want. But this gives you the power to say, you know, I, I'm going to vote for this person. I don't know that they're... It gives you the chance to vote for a candidate that really speaks to you. Even if that candidate seems like a long shot, you won't feel like you're wasting your vote. You won't feel like you're casting a spoiler vote. You can vote with your heart because you can say, all right, I'm going to vote for this candidate. But if I don't get that candidate, then I'm going to vote for this other candidate next. And what happens is when the votes are tallied, if no one has 50 percent, the candidate with the least amount of votes is dropped out of the race. And everyone who voted for them, we look to see who voted for that, who was the next candidate they preferred mm. on their ballot. And you move those votes from the candidate that was dropped to the other candidates. And so you, the voter, you still only really get one vote. Your vote just may move from candidate to candidate, depending on who drops out and who is next on your preferred list. Uh, so when, your you, order of when you made your initial, when you filled out your initial ballot, uh, mm-hmm. saying that you're doing this, you're, using this ranked voting system. You have yes. made your, you've made your choices. These are the choices that you've made. They're predetermined so that if, like you d- d- just said, uh, the candidate with the least vote drops out and say he was or she was, that person was your candidate, then you that your next choice would immediately go into effect. Have I got that right? Yes. Let's say you voted okay. for Paul Vallis first on your mayoral right. ballot. Right. And he has and nobody has a majority and he yeah. has the least amount of votes. Gotcha. So if he has the least amount, he would be dropped out of the race. Mm-hmm. And since you voted for him first, they're going to look at your ballot and see who you voted for second. Mm-hmm. And you put Chuy Garcia second. And so they're going to move your vote to Chuy Garcia and they're going to add to his tally. And then they're going to read. They're going to do that for everyone who voted for Paul Vallis. And then they're going to see now that we've added these other votes to the other candidates, does somebody now crack 50 percent? And if they did, they're the winner. Still, no one has. 
the same thing happens. They drop that lowest, the next lowest candidate, move the votes around from that candidate that that, uh, has been dropped out, and again, retally them up to see. And eventually, you will get, sometimes it does come down to the last two, but eventually you will get a candidate with 50%. And so we can feel confident that we have elected a candidate with the majority of preferred support. We can feel better about the candidate has actually broader support. Does this occur on multiple? I mean, pardon my ignorance. It, it really on this, but is, this, is this a no, multiple okay. multiple ballot uh, procedure? I mean, do there's, you there's still just vote? one ballot? Yeah, but I mean, no, the, you don't you vote once. Right. But I mean, how many different cycles? Huh, how long does it take to run a cycle? I guess maybe is the question. <laughs> So as far as like vote tallying, the yeah. counting of the votes, uh, you know, luckily, while ranked choice voting is new to Illinois, it just passed. It's going to start in Evanston uh, in like, next year. They just passed a, a referendum right. there. And yeah. we're, hope, we're hoping to bring it statewide. And yes, Chicago is taking the, the baby steps to sort of get started with it. So but it's been around a while. There's a few states, Maine and Alaska, that have it statewide. There's a lot of cities that have it. New York City has it. So the voting machines are already exist that know how to do this. So while it seems like it's this long process, the, the algorithms are in place that what takes a long time is if there's a recount needed and it has to be recounted by hand, that does take a little longer. But the computers, it, it's not really noticeably longer. What takes longer is collecting all of the absentee ballots and the mail-in ballots and all those things that we've now over the last couple of election cycles, we've grown accustomed to. Uh, delaying our results, if you will. So it does take longer to us and in your head, but to the to the machines counting, it's really it's second. Well, you just can't it really just over, take that long. You can't overnight decide to do this. There must be some sort of infrastructure that is or correct. I- implemented correct. to do that. What would be the what steps would need to be taken to implement that? So, uh, luckily, like I said, most of the voting the the, the companies that provide the voting machines, they already have the sort of the software or the machines mm-hmm. that can do it uh, because mm-hmm. a lot of places already do it. Like I said, New York city does it. Right. Uh, Alaska and Maine do it. A bunch of places in California do it. Uh, a lot of countries overseas do it. So it's not, it's not a new thing. The education is really the biggest part of it. You know, to your point, 19 people on the ballot, it's a lot to ask the residents of the city of Chicago to rank their top mayoral candidates in order from one to 19. Mm. We understand that. And so a lot of it is educating the public so that they don't feel intimidated by it. You know, one of the great things about the New York city mayoral election that was ranked choice voting was that people loved it. And that also had, I I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was a lot of candidates. It was also in the teens and maybe higher. And an incredible, like over 70% of ballots were ranked entirely, were filled out. They ranked all the candidates in order. We are a society that loves to rank stuff, right? We love to rank our top, <laughs> our favorite, our oh, favorite yeah. Tom Hanks movies. Oh, yeah. And our, you know, and our favorite yeah. uh, Zeppelin songs. Like, we yeah. love to rank things. But it, it does, so it is asking the voter a little bit more. So there is time. Like I said, we just uh, got the ordinance passed in Evanston uh, in November, but it's going to be... I think 2025 before it actually starts right. there because we need time to educate people on how to, how to do it. We don't want people intimidated. The last thing we want is to keep people from coming to the polls. If anything, we want this to hopefully get people, encourage more people to come out and vote.
Well, that brings me to my last question, and that is, this is a change, proposed change in the system of electing officials in Chicago. It's a change in the voting procedure. Knowing voting, the, the history of voting in the city of Chicago, I'm guessing... You're laughing at this. I'm guessing that there's that there's got to be some vested interest that's totally against this. Uh, there is. There's always people opposed yeah. to everything, right? Right. Uh, right? And certainly the city of Chicago is no different. And the reality is, if you are uh, a machine politician, if those exist anymore, you don't right. like this because right. the machine is working for you. And why would you? Why would you want to break a system that maybe? elected you without a majority. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe you're not so sure of your constituent support. Right, maybe right. you're not doing your job. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right. And to your to your point, that uh, motion that was already brought to city council w- was already killed as far as having a hearing. And so it's going into committee. <laughs> it's, it's still alive, per se. Right. Yeah, I know. It was on a fast track, and it's very easy to kill that fast track. And it was uh, killed immediately. And so it's, it's still going to happen, we hope. Um, I mean, this is a long road to hope for sure. Yeah. And change uh, always is always going to scare some people. But well, the, the reality is we need uh, government officials that more represent the majority of their constituents. Mm-hmm. That's all we're trying to do. Uh, this doesn't affect the city of Chicago, but on a grander scale, if you're a, a Republican who is maybe not happy with the direction your party is taking, you would love ranked choice voting because the kind of candidates that are ga- gathering headlines and making uh, sort of outlandish statements and claims uh, and enraging people, that's a lose. They do that because you can win mm. small galvanized minority and let the vote splitters uh, uh, hurt, you know, spread their votes on amongst the more uh, broader support, moderate candidates. And these extreme candidates win. And then suddenly they can't win general elections because they win a primary, but they're too out there for the general. If you don't, ranked choice voting solves that. It gets rid of that stuff. Yeah. Sarah Palin hated it in Alaska. Well, she hates it because it doesn't work for her and her gotcha. brand of politics. It's for well, it's for the rest of us that don't want these extremist types. All right. Well, Gary, people. Gary, thank you very much for being with us and uh, shedding some light on this. It's been a pleasure talking to you. All the best. Uh, you too, John. I hope, uh, I hope that helped you understand it. It sure did. Thank you. That's uh, Gary Schatz, Deputy Lead for the Speaker's Bureau of Fair Vote Illinois, and uh, a look into the idea of ranked choice voting. John Landecker at 720 WGN.